Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith and it's wonderful to have you here. I have a bit of international news today, at least from over the pond from me, uh, the UK. Those of you living in the UK, of course it's not international, it's right in your own backyard. And it's actually very much related to news we get in the United States all the time. It's, we've heard a lot in the United States, if you watch statistics and such, concerning religion and religious attitude, about what they're calling the rise of the nuns. Now, if you're like me, you hear the words, the rise of the nuns, and you imagine a bunch of Catholic nuns wearing their habits and sort of marching in the streets. But it's not nuns, N-U-N-S, it's N-O-N-E-S. That is, those that when they're surveyed, what religion do they claim? They claim none. Not that they're not necessarily religious or spiritual in some way, it's just they're not Presbyterian or Baptist or Catholic or Lutheran, they're just kind of generic. And so this actually comes from The Guardian, uh, dated January 20th, 2016. The title is, No Religion is the New Religion. And part of what I want to ask in this, I'll just mention a few stats from the article, is what difference does it really make? I think it makes a very significant difference. Uh, talking about the subtitle here, actually the, the comment under the title really gives the sense of the whole article. It says, most Britons under the age of 40 now say they have no religion. As atheism takes hold, is this the beginning of the end for Christianity in this country? Now it's a little bit misleading because saying you have no religion doesn't mean you're an atheist, but it is along that path. Uh, later on, talking about this trend for those uh, under the age of 40, it says in the article, what's more, the children of no religion parents are overwhelmingly likely to remain non-religious themselves. 95% do so. Whereas the children of Christian parents will probably stop labeling themselves Christian. Only 40% do. So clearly you do see a trend away from religion and away from what is normally called Christianity. Uh, later on in the article it points out about what these statistics have to do with what they call here um, liberal morality. Uh, the way they're defining it, liberal morality is essentially that sense that you know, do whatever feels good to you as long as you're not hurting someone else, where everyone sort of personally decides their own individual morality, which generally is not what religion does. Religion tends to have a moral code of some sort for everyone. And they comment here, polling reveals that nationally there is a liberal moral majority, that is those who feel this way, that morality is just up to you and whatever you want, a liberal moral majority of 83% as against 17% authoritarian, that is those who believe that an authority like God, but through religion, determines morality. Even among Muslims and Baptists, there are majorities of this kind of live, live and let live liberalism. Certainly among Catholics, 85% and Anglicans, 92%. But among nuns, that is those who declare no religion, it is absolute. All of them reject religions as a source of authority on personal morality. This really is no surprise. When Jesus Christ was looking forward to our day, uh, he commented in Luke 18, verse 8. He sort of asked kind of a rhetorical question. He doesn't get an answer. Uh, that when the Son of Man returns, is he going to find faith on the earth? Will there actually be still faith on the planet 
when he returns. I want to ask the question, what difference does it make? Really, what difference does it make? Now, apart from the fact that the more who leave the true faith, that small number uh, of, of people on earth that God actually calls His own true Christians, uh, that's certainly a big deal. But in terms of just leaving religion in general, really religion has provided an answer for centuries to the question, who says? And generally that answer amongst most of them is that God says. What happens to a society's morality as religious sentiment evaporates? Who decides what's right and wrong? If it's not God, you really only have a couple of choices. One is the sentiment expressed in this article by some that individually we decide morality. You know, whatever you think is right is right for you, as long as you're not hurting anyone. But what's hurting someone? Uh, and what if it has a societal effect, even if you don't notice it for centuries, and its effect on one person? If we individually decide what is moral or ethical, chaos is the result. Uh, just constant combating about what should be done or not should be done. It really devolves then into the second option, which is the state. The government decides what is moral. But can a government decide what is moral? Uh, if in World War II, the nation of Germany and its leadership decided it was okay to exterminate Jews, is that somehow moral? If there is no grounding in God, there is no grounding for morality. Uh, and so what is the consequence of no religion? It is moral chaos. Uh, we don't really have the time on these short webcasts to explore that in detail, but if you are interested in looking at that further, I did a, a telecast some time back. You can actually go up to the search bar here on the tomorrowsworld.org website and type in who says. Uh, that is who says, like with a question mark. And uh, you'll find a few articles a little ways down that list should be my telecast on that, and I explore that topic over the course of a telecast, because someone has to say. The fact is, if it's not God who says for your country, the country's in trouble. It says in Psalm 33 and verse 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. But if that God isn't the Lord, then it's either you and me individually, or it's the state. And neither of those are going to produce a very good outcome. That's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this, and I hope you'll look at everything else we have to offer on tomorrowsworld.org.